Are we, are we rocking now? Start, All right, cool. Right, so Natty, we're here. Obviously, the fight was yesterday. Yeah. Run us through the emotions of how you're feeling today. Obviously, the result didn't quite go the way you wanted it to. Um, best way to describe how I feel today. Um, bitter. <laughs> I feel bitter, you know, I feel disappointed. Um, certainly, there's some feelings of shame there. Um, and disappointment in myself, you know what I mean? I feel, feel like I've let myself down and obviously I feel like I let everyone who was there to watch me down, um, my team and everyone who's been working with me and, and my sponsors, everyone supporting me. I feel like, you know, I'm representing them every time I get in that ring. And um, So there's certainly, the, the, there are feelings of shame there, yeah. And like, obviously you've gone through the fight in the, in the lead up to it, I've got a few videos here. Mm -hmm. which I was going to pull out and show you, actually. Sorry to take you back to nah, mate, through you it all. Hey, I'm not escaping it, mate. Um, There's no escaping it. I'll get them up on here. So we've got a few in the warm-up here. So, like, here, this is you, obviously, prior to getting your shorts on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going through your head at that point there? Because you look right? like you're ready to kill. You know <laughs> oh, I mean? yeah. Um, at that point, so when, I'm start, when I start to get my hands wrapped, Mm -hmm. Before that, it's chilled, it's calm, I'm just ch chatting with my team. Every fighter is different. There were some fighters like, mm. from the morning. Do you know what I mean? Everyone has their own way of being. Some of them will be laughing and joking up until they do their ring walk. For me, there's a, there's a distinct change when I start to get my hands wrapped. Mm. Then it's good, right, I realise what's happening here. These tools are getting wrapped up now to prepare me to go and have a fight in that ring. And I'm, I become very aware and I have a heightened sense of awareness then, you know. Um, and I, I would describe it as just switching on. I'm not thinking this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to jab, I'm going to... Uh, uh. It's just more a flow state. I feel very present and I'm just getting ready to go. Mm. Um, that's the best way to describe it, mate. I'm just... I've become very, very present and very focused on the job and the task at hand. Was there any fear there? Always, mate. There's always... There's always fear, and I think Mike Tyson described it the best. He said, every man is scared. Every man is scared who gets in that ring, and they're lying if they say they're not. But as, you, as, you, as the time grows closer to actually getting into the ring, the confidence comes up, and that fear just dissipates. Mm. All those doubts, self-doubts just disappeared. And you do your feelings. I felt unstoppable and unbeatable before I got in that ring then. Mm. Just, I'm thinking in my head, there's nothing this man can do to beat me today. There's nothing mm. he can do. Mm. And I suppose that's how you have to be. Do you know what I mean? But of course, like I said, it's, it's a primal, it, it is quite a primal sport fighting. And, you know, you go into that fight or flight mode. You, you know, your sympathetic or your parasympathetic nervous system. I don't know which one it is. You know, it all lights up. You know what, you know what's about to happen. You're about to get in there and have a ding dong with someone. Mm. And you're not running. I'm not running. I'm there to have a fight. I know exactly what I'm doing. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of emotions that we go through on the day. Mm. But, yeah. And in that moment through the fight, so we've got the, the walk-in video here, which mm. is sort of quite a good one here. Yeah, and I'm bouncing. You're ready to rock. You're bouncing, you're oh, moving, yeah. you're flowing. Do you know what I mean? And as you walk in as well, there's a moment where as you get in, you, you stop, you walk, and you turn around the crowd, and there's... Canny few people there oh, screaming out. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which is just a complete high. Mm -hmm. When you got into the ring, 
and the fight was obviously closer than anticipated. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, where does that sit you and how do you deal with that mid-fight? Emotionally, you've switched off there. So there's no place for emotions there mm. in this sport, you know. And I think in any sport as well, any sport, you see a tennis player getting ag- aggressive and annoyed, it's usually him who's getting beat. Mm. The man who's cool, calm, calculated, in, in a lot of sports that is, I think is, is usually he who, who comes out victorious. But to go back to your question, I feel emotionless at that point. Mm. I just feel adrenaline. That's mm. all I feel, just adrenaline. And there's no going back at that point. Mm. We're here now. And I've visualised all this. You know, this is, my, this is my profession, this is my life now. I visualise fighting every day. I visualise being in the ring every day. I'm in the ring. Six days a week, I'm in here, I'm used to it, I'm comfortable with it. Obviously, like when you say, I turn around and I see all the crowd. Wow, it's, it's, yeah, it is an intimidating thing. And it gets your heart rate through the roof and your adrenaline's pumping. That's a feeling I couldn't, you, you know, if I could bottle it, I could sell it for a fortune. It's mm. unreal. Mm. You know, you've had a couple of fights yourself. You know, you, <laughs> we'll not, we'll not go into that. That's another fight. Ah! <laughs> Muay Thai excursions out in Thailand. <laughs> out in Thailand, yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's those butterflies, the, that adrenaline. Mm. You know, mm. butterflies is what, what it is uh, scientifically is the blood leaving your digestive system to go to where it is needed. Mm. You don't need to be digesting food when you're having a fight. Mm. You know what I mean? You need it in your, in, your, in your legs, in your arms, pumping out your heart. That's all that's happening. Mm. But you're getting them feelings like. Mm. And it is, it's, 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 that's what's addictive about it as well. Mm. All, that, all, all that emotional or physiological experience that you go through, it is, it's like religious experience, mate, and it is, it is addictive. Mm. Mm. And in the moment where You've gone through the four rounds, mm-hmm. and then the hands get raised at the end. Yeah, I haven't got the video of that on here. Yeah, and it went the other way. Yeah, what's run us through? What what goes? What happens there? What what do you do in that moment? How does it feel? I felt like mate. It felt like the world. Like I, the only thing I wanted was for the world, the a ground to open up in the floor and to swallow me whole into mm. the floor. Mm. I do, I want to disappear at that point, mm. you know? Um, a lot of people who were there thought I won the fight. It was a close fight, it was. It was sloppy and it was a poor performance from me. But I did believe at the end of a fight, a boxer knows when he's beaten. Mm. I didn't feel like I was beaten. I felt like I boxed awful, mm. yeah? Um, far from, from, you know, what I'm capable of. But I went to Matty because the kid was jumping around raising his hands. And I've had that before, journeyman, that I beat. Mm. And it's just theatrics. And that's all I thought it was. But I did, I questioned Matty, because I knew it was close. I said, he's not, he thought he's won that. And Matty said to me, and Matty's dead honest bloke, my jobs would tell you straight if you lost. Mm. No, son. I said, you've definitely nicked that. At which point, my heart settles. Mm. Yeah, I've got it. And then I heard him say 39, 36, which means, for people who don't know boxing, the referee who was the judge, there wasn't three judges yesterday, there was, there was one referee and he judged the fight, the, the referee who was, who was uh, you know, looking after my fight yesterday, mm. he's the one who actually judged it, and he scored it three rounds to the lad, and only gave me one round. Mm. But when I heard 39, I knew in my head, I did the maths, right, someone's won three rounds, someone's won one, I bought, he's definitely not won three rounds. Mm. 
if at most you could give them two, call it a draw. But I'm not here to sulk or, or, or whinge about that, whatever. It is what it is, and he's a well-respected referee, that man. You know what I mean? So, you know, I disagree with the decision, and a lot of people do, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, I was robbed. You know, it was a close fight. Mm. Um, but to go back to what you said, how I felt is, is like train wreck, mate. Absolute train wreck, because I pictured every eventuality apart from that. Mm. I pictured getting knocked down. I visualise all this, these things in case it does happen, just so it's not a shock to me. Mm. I visualise getting hurt. I visualise going through a really hard four-round fight, being in there, breathing heavy, being worked, and then getting my hand raised at the end. I always visualise that. I never visualise blue corner getting it. No mm. way. Mm. No way. So when it happens, it's like a bad dream. That's the best way I could describe it, actually, is a bad dream. Mm. A bad dream. And I was, you know, I... I, I I left that place so quickly, so quickly yesterday. I couldn't see anyone. I was so embarrassed. Um, you know, Matt Jobs consoled me a little bit. My team consoled me a little bit, and I had to go. And they understood I had to go. I had to get out of there. But when I was driving home, it really felt like this is not real. This is not real. You know, because I, I, I have. I've given so much of this. You know, over the past ten weeks, but you know, more importantly, the past two years since I've been coming to this gym and turn professional. The past 10 weeks for this fight in, in particular at the, the Stadium of Light, I've given everything to it and I've visualised a million times with getting my hands raised. And then when it doesn't happen, it's, you're presented with a reality that is the complete opposite to what you want. Mm. Of course, you know, to say it hurts is the biggest understatement. It's, it, was a, it was a bitter, bitter pill to swallow, mate. Was stuck in my throat for about for a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but like, yeah, that's how I felt when when the kids got hand got raised. I felt gutted, gutted, mate, gutted. And how do you come back from that? Wait, I'm not. <laughs> I haven't came back from it yet. You know, I'm, the fact I'm laughing now shows I, I'm in a lot better place than I was yesterday. You know, mm. um, how I have got to the point now where I'm smiling is is this year, mate. You know, I drove home, I got in a bed and I just felt like crying and just, just, I pulled the curtains closed, I got in a bed, I left my phone downstairs and I heard it buzzing. I knew people would be calling, I knew my dad would be worried about where I was and I just thought, I can't do this. I took the quilt off, I jumped up out of bed and I thought, I'm going to town for a pint to the pub where I said I'd be. Mm. And that's what I did and you were there and some of my close family and friends were there. And do you know what it is? They picked us up by me bootstraps, mate, and they, they told us that they were proud of us. Mm -hmm. They told us that they loved me unconditionally. Um, not, not just when I win, mm. you know, whether I lose, whether I draw. And that's, that's what picked me up, mate, is, is the people, the, the people who, who show me love and, um, and, and made me realise that, you know, there's, there's more to life than, than boxing. And th this is a sport is so, so... Incredible, it is, and I, I'll, I'll forever be indebted to this sport for what it's done for me. But family, health, these things are what really matters in life, you know? Mm. Your, your mental health, your physical health, you know, being a good man or a good woman to your family, being a good part of your family and being a good part of your community, that's what's important, you know, being a good person. But you get so hung up on the little things in life, and for me, yeah, it's not a little thing, this is my career. But yesterday, that was everything to me. Mm. 
And I felt, and so the best way I can describe it is I felt like I'd let everyone down and then I see everyone and everyone tells me, You've, you're telling me, you've not let no one down, son. Mm. You've not let no one down because we're all still proud of you. Mm. You know, and to hear that, you know, it does make me want to, I don't feel sorry for myself, like, you know. Mm. I did yesterday a bit, yeah. I wanted to sulk and I wanted to get into bed and feel sorry for myself, but I couldn't because I've got too many good people around me right now. And um, so that, to answer your question, the people around me who love me and support me, mm. that's what's got me to having a giggle now to come here. You know, you've just seen me outside there with Matt Jobs, John Slaughter, and Matt Stark. Mm. Had to come and see those gentlemen today, mm. you know? And I've had inundated with messages off people, you know? They say, I remember watching a documentary on uh, Maravilla, uh, the former super middleweight um, champion. And he said when he won, he had thousands of messages. But when he lost, he had one message off his mother the next morning. And that, that was sad for me, yeah, and, I, and I understand that. People do just want to be around when, you, when you're winning sort of thing. Mm. But that's not, that wasn't me today, mate. That wasn't me today. I've had hundreds, I've had so many messages off people showing me support and love and telling me, you know, people whose opinions I respect in boxing as well, saying, I believe you're talented, I believe you're a good boxer. We know that wasn't Nathan Comiskey. I know what you're capable of. Mm. Pick yourself up. This has happened to so many boxers early on in their career. And in life, mate, you know, quick example, Henry or Harry Dyson or whatever, the guy who does the Hoovers, 72 businesses he had, all failed. Mm. You don't hear of them, though. You just hear of how successful he is, like he fell there by mm. chance. No, mate, we've all got a feel in this life to learn. And I'm grateful already, I'm grateful that it's happened now. Mm. And I can learn these lessons now. Mm. You know, I've got my health, I'm fine. He never hurt me yesterday. But you can get hurt in this game. You know, one punch can change the way you speak, the way you look, you know. And had I not maybe been taught these lessons, and I'm about to learn these lessons, take this all in, process this, maybe in the future I could have I walked into something terrible and not learned. You know, mm. could have walked into a fight where I've not learned. You just win, you move on, everything's all right. It's not broken, don't fix it. Mm. It's when now I've had to actually look in the mirror and literally really, really think deeply. And there is there's some things that, that will change, you know, some, some things that will, will change now moving forward. Already, you know, from speaking with Matt and, um, and John there, there's a couple of things, you know, not, not massive things, you know, not massive things, but little tweaks, things that we can change. Mm. Um, and I'm grateful for that because this is, I'm now presented with this, this almost a new challenge Mm. To you know, and I have a chip on my shoulder now, mate. Until I put this right, and get my hand raised, and you know, my next fight on the fourth of September in seven weeks' time. So I'm gonna have a week off. I'm gonna get back in the gym, and I'm gonna put this right. Mm. And obviously, we know each other quite well. <laughs> <laughs> Big understatement. <laughs> Let me, brother, mate. I, I love you. I know the determination, the commitment. I know everything that's gone into this as a, you know, as your career. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, we've been through that. We've been through it from start to finish. We have. What's the why? What's the why that keeps you moving through it all? Has to be me, mum. Has to be me, mum, Mark. That's that's what it has to be. You know, like you know, I lost my mum in twenty sixteen, um, and it, my life changed, mm. big time. 
But um, it made me realise I went through you know a, lot, a long a long period of of feeling very very low. You know, I had to go and get therapy. I had to, I had to get help. I had to get I had to get my mental health right before I could even dream of getting my physical health in this condition that I'm in, mm. or to apply myself to anything mm. properly, wholeheartedly, and be present in life. I had to fix what was going on in here. Mm. You know, I had to grieve. I had to understand my emotions. You know, I had to write some stuff out on paper. You mm. know, you know, you know, mm. mate. Mm. I spent three years in therapy, you know, and it was tough, mate. It was very tough. And it naturally came to its end. She told me, Nathan, I think we're coming to the end of your therapy. And I mm. remember telling you that, you know. Mm. Mm. And that was last year, you know. So to go back to your question, what's my why? It's me mom. When I, when I lost her, I went through that period of almost feeling like, what, what is the point? What am I doing? I, I didn't feel like I was getting any enjoyment out of anything. Drinks, substances, whatever, I wasn't getting no enjoyment out of nothing. Mm. Sport, training, everything felt dead plateau. Almost emotionless, like just felt numb. Couldn't receive love and couldn't really give love. Mm. But once I rebuilt myself and, and went through that, um, that massive growth phase in my life, you know, that painful, painful growing period, um, around the same time that I finished my therapy, I, I, I was coming here, you know, and I'd, I'd turned pro and I think maybe I finished my therapy in July last year and I had my first fight in the November. Mm. So if that makes sense in the terms of the trajectory of things, I came around just in time to come here or for mm. this to start, for this journey to begin. I had to be in the right place, right frame of mind. But to go back to your question again, because I'm never going to answer it, <laughs> my why is losing my mum made me realise that life is so short and nothing is promised for any of us tomorrow. No, it's not promised. Anything can happen. Do you know what I mean? And, that, and that's, some people could live in life in fear with that notion that anything can happen. Or you can live with optimism that anything can happen. That's the beauty of it. It's mm. just a matter of perspective. But I was stuck in that horrible place. Now I'm in a more positive place. And with her, with her not being here, it made us think, my life's short. I want to do something with it. Mm. I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna have a bit of a kick and a splash and have some fun. I'm gonna mm. throw the kitchen sink off something mm. and try and make something of myself. Make me man proud, make me family proud, make myself proud, mm. you know, and shine a light for everyone else and show that you can go through something horrible, which I had no control over. My mother getting cancer, mm. you know, that's, that's mother nature or whatever you want to call it, the powers that be, you know. But I do have control over how I behave, how I treat others. So should I be cynical or I'm never going to go and box? I can't do that just because something terrible has happened to me. You know, or can I use that as fuel? Like you say, what's your why? That's me why, it's me mother watching over me. I want to make her proud. Mm. Yeah, that's a huge why. Mm. That's a huge why. Do you know what I mean? Mm. No, no man in there, there's no man in that boxing ring, right, physically, going to put me through the pain that I've been through outside of it. Mm. Put me to sleep, do whatever, beat me up for 12 rounds. You're never going to put us through what I've been through. Mm. 
this is a breeze compared, compared to that, you know? Mm. Mm. And I remember that all the time, mate, and I, and I, and I, and I picture me mum every day, and she hated me boxing, which is hilarious. <laughs> you know she did. She hated it. So it's almost a good, but she also said to me, never change, son. Yeah. Never change. Yeah. And when she wasn't well, she said, never change. I said, mom, give me a pep call. What am I going to do? You know, when she, when she was going, I said, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I was so lost. Mm. So I was lost for years when she was gone. Still feel lost sometimes now without her. Mm. But she said to me, that was the only advice she had, don't change. I was like, what good's that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Give me some useful yeah. pointers. Yeah. But that's why, that's why I do it, Mark. That's why yeah. I do it. Yeah. That's why I do it. And we'll finish on this. What's your message to someone who might be struggling? For someone with a story like yours and for someone who's just gone through a defeat and what feels like, you know... It's a lot of hard work that hasn't come to fruition. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what you said in your own Instagram post. What would your message be to someone who is struggling, who doesn't really know how to, how to get out of that place? Talk. Talk. It's the most important thing. Mm. It's the most important thing to talk, to speak, to verbalise, to actualise. Whatever the problem is, mm. that's the most. That's the first step to dealing with something. And how many times in your life, even if it isn't a big issue or you know it isn't specifically your mental health, how many times in your life have you bigged up an issue in your own head? Or oh, does he think this about me? Does she think that? Have I upset him? And you're thinking about it in your own head. And when you actually go to speak to the person about it, you were completely wrong. You were just massively in your own head about it. Mental health so similar to that. If you don't ever talk, it's going round and round and round and round and round and sometimes it's just building more negative momentum in your own head. As soon as you verbalise it and you actualise it, you, you literally release it. That's why I'm doing all this. Fugazi, Fugazi. That's why I'm mm. doing it, mate. Mm. You let it go. You let it out. To talk, that's what I'd say. And I know that's such a vague piece of advice because some people don't feel like they ha have anyone to talk to. They feel like they can't tell their families. I know exactly how that feels. You don't want to burden your family mm. with how you feel. Mm. You might be going through something with your family. You're all going through it together. And you don't want to be the weak link. You want to be strong for everyone. Mm. Or you want to be strong in a situation. And you'll talk yourself out of talking. Mm. So that's what I'm trying, all I'm trying to say is, whether it's a family member, a friend, a complete, Stranger, I've done it. I went and seen a stranger and told them everything, mm. warts and all. I bought, I, you know, I bared everything about my life to them. Mm. What? Not, not like that. It took some time. You know, it took a few months to crack, crack me open. But I have done it, and mm. I'll tell you, it's hard, mm. especially for someone who's proud and stubborn, like we all are mm. at times. Mm. But I will tell you from experience, speaking. Talking, verbalising it, actualising it, bouncing it off people who you feel comfortable to. And like I say, if you don't have anyone there, there's, this, there's, there's someone out there who will look, there's, well, there's a multitude of people out there who would love to listen to you mm. and tell you that it's going to be okay. And mm. that's what these people need to hear, mm. who are struggling, you know. And, you know, my heart goes out to all those people because I've been there, mate, and I know you've been there. Mm. 
But that would be my advice, to talk, mm. yeah. Brilliant, well, thank you very much, mate. Come here. Come here. Love you, mate. Love you, mate. Thanks for that. That was good. That was good. <laughs>